our final Oscar race checkpoint, the final stop on the road to Oscar Sunday is here and hopefully nice and bright and early in the morning when you're listening to this. If not, it's the afternoon and if you're listening to this after the Oscars, I, I mean, you could. You could. We're reviewing the Indie, <laughs> indie Spirits, which was also an award show. Yes, it was. And that is the main focus of this episode today. This is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. That was co-host Also Mike. I am co-host Mike One. Like Also Mike just told you, we are reviewing the Indie Spirits. We also have some other fun last-minute Oscar things to touch on in this episode, which hopefully will be a quick episode to finally set the table. The, the tables, you know, the silverware is out. The plates are there. We're just placing down the centerpiece now before we gorge ourselves lose our minds and yell into microphones into the late night hours of Monday morning, apparently. A crazy family dinner is about to <laughs> erupt. You don't know what's ha- going to happen. It's like a Christmas special yeah. on what channel is evil? HBO. <laughs> I it's love the you, red HBO. wedding. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah. red wedding of, of uh, Christmas uh, award season analogies. But <laughs> let's talk about the indie spirits. They just finished right before we hit record today, and we had a big shocking win for best picture at the end of the night here yeah the farewell lulu wong gets up there she's so happy she's so surprised she went up there earlier for shujin Zhao. i mean it, it's it's terrific to see that film finally yeah, have a moment this award season it was getting nominated for best international features at the globes mm-hmm. at bafta but it really didn't break through anywhere for for much Aquafina has had a few moments. Let's, yep. let's say that to be honest. Gotham Award, Golden Globe, Best Comedy or Musical, but Lulu Wong needed one. It's her story. That's why it, it felt good to see her up there. This makes no sense on a couple levels. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that that farewell won and that mm-hmm. they have their moment. Lulu Wong has her moment and Xu Jin Zhao won. But okay, if this was going to be the winner of Best Feature. Why isn't the Golden Globe winner and the Gotham winner of Lead Actress nominated at this show? Aquafina, we talked all award season run-up about how she got snubbed at this award show. She wasn't there. It probably was the biggest black mark towards her not making the field on Oscar Sunday. She's not at the Indie Spirit Awards, but yet The Farewell pulls off a huge upset, upsetting both Marriage Story and Uncut Gems for Best Film. Marriage Story did get the Robert Altman Award of you know of a half hour earlier in the in the program, yeah. and I think that kind of tells everybody voting that all right, let's give best feature to somebody else maybe. Then why give that award? Either don't give that award out or don't have that movie in the best feature. Film, Correct. That's kind of embarrassing, right? All right. <laughs> I saw Sasha Stone on Twitter right before saying that she presumed that Marriage Story and Uncut Gems split the vote, and this was a case of the farewell kind of walking up the middle. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. Like we said, we're very happy with it, and that's kind of a a big mark about what the Indie Spirits did. All the movies we were kind of hoping haven't had a moment yet, and we wanted to see a moment because they were worthy of having a moment because 2019 was that great of a year for film. They all seem to get their moment tonight. We got some of them. I'm sure that we have more, but uh, A24 had a great night. They did, which was nice to see. Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse wins Best Supporting Male. He does his pirate voice at the end of his speech, Michael. Why can he not take a joke in front of a big crowd? This is the second or third time in the last couple years he's given that side-eye glance around. I think he realizes he has a gif out there, and he's trying 
trying, trying to, to update it? Feed the beast. Yeah, all right. He's well, maybe, I'll tell beast. you what. If it's, if it's that much self-awareness by him, <laughs> I retract my criticism. Uh, really nice to see Give Me Liberty win the John Cassavetes yeah. Award. And again, that is given to a movie that is made for less than half a mil. Can you believe that? No, I can't. In this and, day and age? And that's a credit to them. I still haven't seen it, but I love that that... I really love this award show overall, and this is kind of why. Like, they really do... Yes, they're called the Independent Spirits. Yes, they do have to include Netflix because Netflix still dabbles in this low to mid-budget range. Yeah. But they there is the heart of, like, fresh out of film school... Gorilla style filmmakers out there that give they really me liberty. like to give a platform to. It's yeah. literally a, they're in a van and they're screaming at each other. It's basically uncut gems yeah. in a giant van. The whole movie. It's just that one scene from Uncut Gems, but and for ninety then minutes. The end of Do the Right Thing. <laughs> it's wild. It's a wild awesome. movie. It's got a ton of anxiety built into it, but it, it's on purpose, obviously. And you get some great characters and the most annoying cousin or brother-in-law <laughs> in a long damn time. Wow, more so than Howard Ratner. Oh, God. I don't know who's more annoying, Ratner or the cousin of the driver of this car. Or I don't know if they're related even, but I think they call each other cousin. Oh, it's bizarre. Well, watch that. It's like $6 on, uh, yeah, I gotta on check demand that out. right now. Zhao uh, Xu Jen wins Best Supporting Female, like we said. How sad is that she couldn't make it to the show because of the coronavirus the outbreak corona. that's going on right now? That's terrible. Virus doesn't allow anybody to travel right now. Horrible. Just... I know there's only like seven airports in the U.S. right now that are accepting flights from China right now, so right. that's... It's terrible. It is terrible, and I wish Nai had a moment on stage. Yeah, that would have been awesome to see. But another woman did have another moment. Yeah, (laughs) Renee Zellweger wins Best Female Lead. Uh, We're going to talk about Judy more in a minute with Aubrey Plaza's send-ups. this speech, (laughs) not nearly as Southern as the last speech she gave. I think she got criticism that it was too Southern. <laughs> I think she listens to our show. And it's we're gotta like, be the only explanation. Come on, this is campaign trail back homeness right there, yeah. Renee. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was more normal. I don't want to say normal, but it was that, that accent, that twang was reeled in a lot. A lot of run on sentences in that speech. Yeah. It wasn't her best speech. But yeah. the, the, the poor woman's had given how many acceptance speeches. I right wondered now. about that. If you At this point in award season, don't you just get tired? I almost feel sorry for her to give so right. many of those exactly. awards. Exactly. Thank the same people so many different ways. I mean, the sweep is on. I mm-hmm. mean, you could not have prepared for like 10 big awards yeah. acceptance speeches. You and your publicist might have practiced like <laughs> two or three, maybe. Yeah, I, it, the sweep is certainly on. And boy, if she gets upset tonight at the Oscars, that'll be something. <laughs> that will be insane. I almost wanted her to get upset there. And so did I. Just the, like the, the undefeated college basketball team that has to lose in the conference tournament just to get that monkey off their back. Yeah. It could have happened. And then, uh, of course, the I think the biggest speech of the night, for sure, but one of the bigger moments was Adam Sandler winning Best Male Lead. So cool. It was so cool. I was hopeful that Uncut Gems would have a moment. They had a couple tonight, which was great to see. But Adam Sandler... To see that guy who has kind of raised us in a way in our generation yeah, yeah. and so ingrained in our zeitgeist and pop culture. Yeah, but he did get up there and go, Jabba doo doo. But it was great. No, that voice is why he's not allowed no, to win an no, Oscar. I wholeheartedly he's not disagree. not allowed to win an Oscar. Wholeheartedly you guys, disagree. You, you can't, well, I'm not saying. What do you want? Do you want that speech 10 I'm times not, during award season or do you want Renee Zellweger's I again? agree. I agree. I would take that speech but every But they award are not going to let him win based on that speech. He didn't Screw help him. his cause for future. Academy Awards. Well, speech, I think I think more speeches. so than the voice, basically telling the Oscars to go fuck he, themselves he, might have been a problem. Right, right, that, that, that too. You know, that was in there. 
<laughs> well, I laughed out loud during that speech multiple oh, times. I thought it was great. Good time at the Oscars tomorrow <laughs> the night. The Bo Burnham speech of the night <laughs> exactly. there. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's up there and he's basically validating all of the comedies he's done his whole career. He's like, I have done great movies, just belligerently. I have done great movies my whole career. You guys are idiots for not loving them in mass. Yeah. I know. He's a genius. <laughs> Look, he's doing exactly what I would like to think I would do, but I know I wouldn't. And he's talking about cashing the big checks. He's like, I beat all these newcomers that had to sleep in cars and agonize over parts. I came here in a golden cloud. Look, if Ro- Joaquin Phoenix can talk about, hey, guys, we really got to cut back this year. No private jets to Sarasota this time. Then, okay, anybody could probably get over a bad speech once or twice. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix has done it. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I just don't... I laughed. I think it was all in jest. I didn't take it as seriously. I, I don't think he was really like... I don't think Adam Sandler can be serious, can be authentic. Even when he was having like heartfelt moments on talk shows with Conan and stuff, I, he just always resorts to... I think he's that humble of a guy. I, think I don't think he knows how to do it. He's that a performer. That too. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He defaults to that voice. He's probably you know running shtick all the time. Yeah. That, that was. It was really strange. The voice. I love that. It, probably man. gets you criticized the most, and he's just. That's like a fuck you to the you know. The, oh yeah. The oh yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. But it's Adam Sandler, man. That's what his whole career is built on. <laughs> But, I mean, this is like my knocking on the door speech for maybe next year or the year after. I'm, I'm building up to it. It brings kind of up a war. bigger question. Like, do you think he cares? I think he does. I think he cares about not being nominated. I don't think he cares about ever actually getting an Oscar. I wonder about that. Because I, I think not being nominated did hurt If him. he gets up there and he does the Billy Madison voice, <laughs> when he wins his Academy Award, then all the but more power to him. you're going to remember it. All the more power to him. Is he going to get up there now that he's shown... His one big... You're saying he should have held it in the holster until he won the Oscar? That's his highest profile award accept, acceptance yeah. speech. He should have held that in the holster. You wanted the, but you, so would you have been more outraged if that came out when he wins the Oscar, gets on the Oscar stand? No, we would go crazy for it. I, I went crazy for I it! I agree with you. I agree with you, but the Academy has probably hated that, is what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't want to insult them because I still have hopes for tomorrow night or tonight pinned on them. <laughs> it's already voted. For, I know, man. but I just I want my karma points. <laughs> Your karma points at the last second. Anyway, uh, I wanted to highlight a couple moments. Uh, the opening, great punchlines after a very awkward, clunky setup. Correct. This has to be. I thought the sketches overall, yes, the opening included, were great. This has to be one of the more difficult award shows to host, I would think, by True. Arnold Palmer, Because it doesn't sound like anybody's paying attention. The room was buzzing all night. Everyone's got Oscars fever. Everyone's schmoozing and trying to make she deals. She is a lunch lady for half <laughs> of her intros. She's her. just like, quiet down, kids. I love her. <laughs> She's so good. And she was awkward at times. I thought in the moment there was some bad directing, quite frankly, of this show. Because she True. was getting bad cues and starting early way too often. But I thought the skits, especially the opening included, were great. John Hamm walks in yeah. after she's a wreck to <laughs> make it out with herself i was dying I, that hit me hard yeah that I was very good really I agree. hard that one and the lighthouse john one. ham's like what are you talking about they let me go anywhere i'm me it's like me <laughs> uh and then uh of course like she does the big clunky musical thing right and she, it's per- on purposely somewhat it's better than us but she knows she's not a singing dancer. she artist. said it going into it too all right right in my wheelhouse here we go <laughs> so she does her you know her somewhat best but yeah. she's kind of playing it, was, it, up it was fine bit. and that line 
what did you do last weekend, Mary Kay Place, you me. sack of shit? <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, you were also, you were performing at the halftime show of the Super Bowl last week. What'd you do, Mary Kay Place? Nothing, you lazy sack of shit. Just kidding, you're a national treasure. <laughs> and then she makes the Nick Cage joke. Right into it. And wait, I said that wrong. You were in National Treasure too. I was dying. Those two hit me really funny. She. How did you think she did overall as a host? I think I think the setups were bad. The setups were really, really awkward for everything. Yeah. Like, and the one that didn't land for me was a Michael Shannon lighthouse thing. Oh, you didn't like that? No, I don't I know. Was, if, I was crying. My room was too loud. I didn't hear it. Maybe I, I don't know. It didn't work. I, I really appreciate it, but it was. I, I love awkward and obscure and random. So that's right in, and I know, and especially if you're doing it in the face of like the elite. Well, that's why I love this award yeah. show because it's typically like the most laid back. All of the major precursors right. are right. over, so there's like no, no stakes pressure. here, right? Yeah. There's no pressure. Whoever wins wins. No one's gonna figure out who wins this right. award and then change their vote for the Oscar. Right. Because it's the night before, so let's just go for it. Let's have fun. I mean, you have uh, Bronstein, the editor for, and I think he's a co-writer, too, on Uncut Gems. That was a hilarious speech. I was thinking of you the entire time. I would troll you the same (laughs) way. I would just get up there and talk shit about you if we ever accepted an award together. Brilliant. He was talking about being anxious and terrified about boring the viewer and having that overanalyze itself and over manifest itself and just being this shouting match that it was <laughs> to make sure you're the viewers never bored and I could only think of you and your criticism of Uncut Gems the entire award <laughs> season and that guy's to blame for it <laughs> for just that movie being yelling in your face all the time it, it worked on me too well let's just say that much <laughs> well, uh, one uh, cut to commercial killed me uh, Aubrey Praz is like when we come back we'll celebrate the movie Honeyland by releasing a hundred thousand bees into the tent <laughs> so uh, that's a well, that was my takeaway from Aubrey Plaza. I thought everything taped and pre-prepared was great. Right. Anything she had to present live, I think she was done a disservice by whoever the director was or the cameraman, whatever was going on in the room. And yeah, it's a tough room to be on top of. That's a tough room yeah. to be on top of. Laura Dern, that bit uh, during the gay men's cor- chorus, that was really funny. That was so good. That had me like crying. <laughs> I had tears coming down my eyes. So good. It was really funny. <laughs> Dueling speeches from the Safties brothers. Killed me. I've seen that bit somewhere from a a pair of stand-up comedian really? brothers. Yeah, so I, I think maybe the Sklar brothers did it. I don't remember off the top of my head. So they they, they stole that from But someone. I've seen, I don't know if they stole it, but I've seen that done before. And again, because it's done in this room with all these A-listers, I love it. The ball's on these people to do these things. Well, let's let's get into a, a seriously uh, happy note on the night because five women, women of color were nominated How in, cool is that? in the supporting female category. Amen for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great to see. There was a big moment. The room went up and lit up in applause and cheers. They rightfully should. I think the the Oscars can learn a lot, not just from that category, but from a couple other categories. That what what happened at the Indie Spirits? Very true. And I thought the presentations of the of the awards off camera went really well. And they kind of tape a little thank you mm-hmm. from the person, and you get a little montage going there. Yeah. Again, like my secret idea that I think should be <laughs> not so secret yeah. anymore for the Oscars. Uncut Gems won the night's tally with three wins. Editing director, best male lead, Marriage Story, The Farewell, and The Lighthouse each won two. Judy, American Factory, Kelly Reichardt, uh, Jotaland, Give Me Liberty, See You, Booksmart, Parasite, Molly Asher, and Premature 
all Tacoma Awards as well. So knowing that this voting body is essentially just basically another critics voting body, did you learn anything tonight that you think might play or anything, I guess, last night, if you're listening to this on Sunday, that might play for the Oscars? Yes. More on that in a minute, okay. because I am going to change one vote from this show. Okay. Because I, I was based on a theory that they wouldn't have the audacity to pick against somebody. Mm-hmm. And we're about to get there, but we did want to, you know, take a stop into Razzie land yes. and look at the nominations for the Razzies here, Mike. So the Razzie noms are out. The worst picture nominees are Cats, The Fanatic, which John Travolta, John Travolta movie, yeah. The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Ugh. Sounds Ugh. terrible. A Medea family funeral. Oh, Colby's happy about that one. <laughs> he hated that. Rambo First Blood. Yeah, we could be. This could be the biggest sweep in Razzie's history this year. Cats is nominated for eight. Did I see? Is that right? Like they, they could run away with this. They only they only have like nine <laughs> awards. Well, they have dual nominations and worst supporting actress. Judy Dench and and Rebel Wilson are both nominated. Seven, eight, nine, ten. There's only ten categories. It was nominated eight times. That's ridiculous. I wonder, again, I have done no prep work or research for the Razzies. Maybe we'll do that next year. But I wonder what the biggest sweep and the biggest run in Razzies... Because this could be it. If ever there was going to be a major blockbuster film that goes wild at the Razzies, it should be Cats, yes? It definitely should be Cats. A hundred thousand percent it should sweep. But, I mean, look at some of these names. Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey, Jessica Chastain, Judi Dench... Holy cow! Yeah. Tyler Perry as Medea getting nominated in Worst Actress, and he's not—he's a dual nomination in Worst Supporting Actor <laughs> as Joe and as Uncle Heathrow. Big, big night there for Tyler Perry <laughs> as he laughs at everyone from his pile of money that he's got on the back of those oh Medea my films. God, very funny, Mike. What if I told you that the apparently lead in the Haunting of Sharon Tate was Hilary Duff? Hilary Duff is still going by that name? Yeah, and apparently making Sharon Tate movies, which I did not know about. I know sometimes A-listers show up to the Razzies, because I've seen Holly Berry show up and give the crowd shit. I've seen Sandra Bullock show up and hand out DVDs of All About Steve or whatever that movie was (laughs) that she won for. So I wonder if they're going to get some kind of big names to show up and accept as Sylvester Stallone, nominated both for Worst Actor and Worst Picture with Rambo. Maybe he'll show up. And flex. No, I don't think he <laughs> I don't will, think so Because I think he was pretty passionate about Rambo, the, the last blood here. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, All boy. right. That's the Razzies. Let's pivot now. Let's talk about the Oscars that are happening in just a few hours. If you're listening to this during the day Sunday, we can talk about our confidence rankings. If you've been with us, following us on social media, especially in the last couple months, we've kind of been power ranking the best picture possibility. So we figured as a last moment, a last night effort to uh, kind of frame the award show one more time, we would go down our list of confidence rankings, how sure we are that the categories are decided and who they're decided for. The winner we are most sure that we know is going to be at number one on our confidence rankings. The winner that we are least sure about, or think it's between the most candidates, will be at number 24 in Mike's case, and 21 in my case, because to me, all these shorts are the same movie. <laughs> all right, Michael, let's go. Starting at your most confident categories, what are they? I would bet my life <laughs> that cinematography goes to 1917, and that international feature goes to Parasite. I like those. I have those in my first category as well. I would agree to give up pasta forever, which is the second most important bet in this scenario. (laughs) Right. 
if I don't get these four right, Zellweger, Phoenix, Pitt, and Dern, I think those sweeps are going to carry through. So you have the four acting categories, cinematography and international feature, basically your top six. Correct. Okay. I would agree to watch Cats again if I'm wrong. <laughs> Sam Mendes is winning director. Okay. Bombshell is winning makeup and hairstyling. Rocketman is winning original song. So I'll watch Cats again if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. So that's real. I really don't want to watch Cats Right. Again. I would bet your life, okay. fourth tier, <laughs> if... <I'm> below Cats. <laughs> I would bet your life on 1917 winning Best Picture, oh, ironically. Hard disagree. On uh, Hilder winning Original Score. Yeah. On uh, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl winning Documentary Short. That's I, I give you credit for I will bet short. your life on Documentary Short. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, doesn't, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. <laughs> and I feel like the Best Picture thing is just a dig at me. <laughs> Because I'm still mad at that. <laughs> I would learn from my mistakes, and that's it. That's after I bet your life. Adapted <laughs> screenplay going to JoJo. Original screenplay going to Parasite. Sound editing and sound mixing going to 1917. And animated short going to Hair Love. I think those are going to happen, but I would just simply learn from them if they don't. Uh, you know, you haven't shaken your confidence much at all. You're still, I'm pretty, uh, pretty sure that this this far down the car, they're going to go this way, huh? Uh, you know, I, I, th I think so. All right, but I don't know. Here's where I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I would just say wow and get on with my life because mm -hmm. I'm not too sure about these. VFX, 1917. Animated feature going to Toy Story. I was thinking about changing that. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna say old people still vote for Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Production design, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Editing, Parasite, costume design, Little Women. And documentary feature, I have now changed to American Factory. I'm getting off Forsama. Forsama can't win at the Indie Spirits. Now I'm rattled. Now I can't go with it. Now I've been listening to IndieWire's podcast and, and uh, Next Best Picture, and they, they're trying to talk me out of it too. And I, I, I know they're making counter-arguments in there, but I think American Factory is going to take it. So I, uh, I would say wow, and I'd be happy for Forsama, and I'd probably remind you guys that I originally picked it and tried to backtrack it and somehow pick them both there. But no, I, I am changing that one pick, and then one more. Mm -hmm. I don't think people watch Brotherhood. I'm going to guess that they picked the one English language. This is a very cynical take, and I feel like I'm taking a chance here in this last category. Live-action shorts going to go to the neighbor's window, in my opinion, now. So the neighbor's window. So you have changed two. You changed documentary feature from our preview and prediction show. Yes. And you have changed live action short. Correct. Uh, to the neighbor's window. I should follow you on documentary feature because I'm pretty sure you have the right line of thinking there. And that's exactly what's going to end up happening. And it is going to be the Obama's photo opportunity and the Academy is going to go gaga for him. Uh, I'm not because I'm not a wise man. And also, if Honeyland does end up winning, I'll be ending up kicking myself because I have a theory tied to that about how the Academy doesn't watch things. So I'm going to stick with that. I think I'm going to stick with all my picks originally from our show, which means the best picture one. I put best picture at 20th out of 21st because I I'm not sold that Parasite isn't going to sneak up and take it. And I'm not still not sold that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was dead because everything that came out this week was right. talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's given me hope and I wish it freaking wouldn't. But that's where we're at with it. I wish it freaking wouldn't either. Yeah. So you could just pick 1917 like a regular schmo. Listen, I, I, I'm with you. All right? I wish I could do that. And not leave room <laughs> for this apocalyptic scenario where your head's too big to fit through doors for the next 10 years. Now, when you say apocalyptic, 
<laughs> I can't root for my favorite film at the award show. We went over this. I tried all year to have you see the light. If you choose to be against me and it happens, that's on you. I should just pick Parasite out of spite right now. I think I Parasite do. has a chance. I don't I do think too. it's dead. I, I thought too. it was Noah Baumbach was cute out telling Bong Joon-ho, hey, by the way, director Bong tonight, thank you for not being in the original screenplay category. Right. Because that would have been really embarrassing if Marriage Story was just one nothing. I wonder if the Altman Award was given to Marriage Story on the presumption that they would be a bigger player in the Oscars yeah. than they are now because they did lose a ton of momentum and they are where they are right now. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think that's the case. But, I, you know, I think Marriage Story is a really strong movie so as do well. I. I don't so want to, you know, No, no, I'm not it. trying to be, yeah, I'm not no, trying we, to downplay it. We gave it, it a but, nice review for yeah, sure. But it's, you know, it, it just has lost momentum as far as these awards happen to go. All right, but you're working from the back up. Yeah, yeah I can so. work from the back up. So the most, the, the three or more legitimate possibilities make these categories impossible is what I call them because I'm not as creative as you. Production design, I think, is the most impossible one to call. I know you're wow. pretty high on that, but I can, I can see, pair, I can see the best picture winners. And I also think that's going to be an indi- indi- indicative category. Right. One of the, whoever so wins did, that is going to do well. So did Scott. Yeah. I, well, Scotty yeah, that's baby. where I get it from. We call him now. <laughs> yes. Uh, best picture I have as second worst. Animated feature I have at 19th because it's going to either be Klaus or it's going to be Toy Story 4. Yeah. And both of those at the certain sports books right now are one to one. They're both even money. I don't know which one it's going to be. I don't know either. I, I, I just had this hunch that the, most old people are going to vote hard Toy Story 4. And they're going to pick Disney over Netflix would make they're sense. They're going to basically pick Toy Story 3 because <laughs> they've never watched any of these. I don't disagree with you. And I they're going to be, be like, oh, I remember that one. Unless they have grandkids that want them to vote for Klaus. Uh, maybe, yeah. But Klaus that's... is a German word! <laughs> Toy Story 3. I mean 4. Um, also in the you can honestly flip a coin and be right category, I have costume design slash adapted screenplay. I yep. think those are interwoven. I, I think it's going to be the JoJo Rabbit or it's going to be uh, 1917 for both of those. So you're thinking JoJo's going to have a better night than than most people because you think it's going to surprise in costume design still? I think it could, yeah. I think it's out there and I think it could surprise in both categories. I don't think, I think Little Woman's done. Yeah, I, I, well... I want to say I think Little Woman's done. The only thing that make, that gives me pause, and I actually almost flipped All right, my so remind me who you pick. picked here, though. I picked JoJo yes. uh, for both. I almost flipped my pick back to Little Women for adapted screenplay, but I didn't. The USC scripter thing is scaring me. Little Women winning that. The USC scripter was on such a hot streak. I really wanted to pick it and predict it, but I'm, I'm going to stick with JoJo. Me too. They, uh, they don't like women. <laughs> could be as simple as that. You could be very right. <laughs> the indie, indie spirits do, but, you know, the Academy has work to do. Oh. Original screenplay, I have at 16. I think that's a coin flip as well. Okay. I have the three Ford v. Ferrari categories. Ford v. Ferrari is still the favorite, true. betting-wise. A lot of compelling arguments made for Ford v. Ferrari and editing and then the sounds. And they did so well in those guilds as well. Sure. But I don't think they're going to win three Oscars, right? Do you? The thing about editing is that Hollywood chose Bohemian Rhapsody last year in this category. Maybe they did that on the basis of the three vocals at the end to interweave those and have them play. 
I think they like the narrative that you know you get a billion dollars if you save the movie with in post. Yeah, it could be that. Too. You know, yeah. I think that was part of it. But that that movie had some shitty editing, especially in the beginning of it. I don't understand that as well. I don't understand Bo Rap at all from last year. But I, I, nonetheless, anyway, I don't think Ford v Ferrari is winning. It's three a flashy editing job. Yeah, it it, it certainly is. And but it's good though. Yeah. it's not terrible. Gun to your head. Do you think Ford v Ferrari walks away with three? Gun awards? to my head. No, yeah. I'm picking Parasite. Yeah, a uh, parasite for film editing v Ford v Ferrari, and then 1917, the two category sound categories versus Ford v Ferrari. I have 1917 currently. I I may flip one, but if I do, it'll be the wrong one, and it won't matter. So I'm just going to leave them as 1917. Uh, number 12, I have visual effects. Again, 1917 up there with Avengers Endgame. Number 11, I have Doc Feature. I'm going to stick with Honeyland on the basis that nobody watched any of these, and they see Honeyland twice on their ballot, and that's my reasoning, and I'm going to stick to it. So Honeyland's going to win in this category because it can't win in the other one. Exactly. It's there twice. Let's give it one since I didn't see any of these ten movies or nine movies. (laughs) So if we polled all of Hollywood about what is Honeyland, and they're going to say it's the Shia LaBeouf movie. They might. Yeah, right. The documentary right. about Shia LaBeouf's I was LaBeouf's surprised childhood. they nominated the movie and not the actor. It just came on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I almost watched it. I watched the trailer. Mwah. Voting for Honey Honeyland with that Noah Jupe. That Noah Jupe is Noah just, Jupe. He's I hear, just I hear irresistible. That's the pronunciation. What do you Jupe. mean bees? <laughs> What are you talking about? The father's a showman. He's in the he's in the clown right. costume. Would that conversation shock you if you had that no. tomorrow morning? No, it wouldn't. I'm half joking. <laughs> a favorite versus an underdog. Ten and nine. Original song. I think it's going to be Rocket Man, but mm-hmm. Cynthia Erivo is going to be right there, right next to the stage. I hope so. That's our. That was our yeah. Uh, hope. Yeah. That was our Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, best director I have in there, too. It should be Sam Mendes, but would I be blown away if Bong Joon-ho pulls off the upset? No, I, probably I would, not. actually. You after would? You'd be that surprised? After the precursor yeah. resume, I would. It, it's just, he had so much momentum, did Bong, in the early going. True. Uh, these would be locks, except, so now we're getting to the ones that I'm pretty sure of. I still think hair and makeup is a lock, but that stat that Scott Feinberg dropped oh, yeah. on us scared the bejesus out of me with this category. Very so true. I went from... Probably betting on that myself. I'm not going to touch it. But again, that's a non-Best Picture winner has never won hair and makeup over a Best Picture nominee. Hmm. A non-Best Picture nominee has never won hair and makeup over a Best Picture nominee in 20-some-odd years. What are they seeing it from 1917, though? Again, you know, they're, uh, yeah, they're not seeing I don't anything know. there. And what's the other uh, Best Picture nominee in that category? Joker. Joker's in there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah because is... they painted... A clown's face right. yeah. on him. Great job. He dyed job. his hair once. Great so. job. Yeah, he dyed his hair once by himself. Yeah. And then they wore, you know, plastic clown masks mm-hmm. that they've bought at a Costco. Folks, can you tell we're tired? No, <laughs> it's just bullshit, this category. I don't disagree. This I don't disagree with bullshit. you at all. Look, Angelina Jolie has those almost natural cheekbones. <laughs> I'm kidding. Those are really <laughs> out there. I watched Maleficent 2 this morning. Yeah, you weren't a fan. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> That's Oscar-nominated Maleficent 2 to you. <laughs> I was rolling my eye. I, th- I made this noise so many times. <laughs> it wasn't even like it wasn't even like I could stay with it. Like I'm sitting there just like. <laughs> I just it was so bad, and then the song at the end was so on the nose. I'm like, I agree with all these things that they're saying. It's beautiful, but fuck you. <laughs> Is that an is that a category? Can we give that award? Quote I agree with everything you're saying, but fuck I, you. But fuck you and the so nominees bad. are 
it's so bad. And Jolie was so bad. She should have been up for a Razzie. Her performance was a colossal fuck-up. I couldn't believe what she was doing. She was just staring at us the think, whole movie. I think she might have cashed that in after signing on for the three-picture deal originally. Like, you can blink. Yeah. You're a great actress. You've, you've, you're an Oscar-winning actress. You are phenomenal. So what I've you're saying grown is, up loving you. What you're saying is you don't think Maleficent should win hair and makeup. Maleficent <laughs> should shouldn't be at this award show. It should have gotten nominated this morning. I would be surprised if anyone shows up, right? From I mean, well, listen. Here's the thing about Maleficent. I'm hard on it right now. There's a lot of cool design stuff in there. So okay. like, I would actually nominate it for production, like uh, costumes or, or gotcha. production design. I could see that much more than the hair and makeup. It's just the same cheekbone. Thing. The hair and makeup category, like you said at the start of this, it's confusing. We don't understand it. We don't. It's, it seems to be a show of strength category more so than a merit category. Unless you have something like John Lithgow's Roger Ailes backed up by Charlize Theron's Elizabeth Banks. Look, if you want to get nominated in this category, do something. Either be the best picture frontrunner yeah. or do something to your protagonist. Yeah. I mean, pretty like much. something obvious. Right. Like Angelina Jolie. Judy would be, got, probably be the frontrunner if it, yeah, based on the picture. She's got a triangle for, yeah. face. Judy is something. Joker's got face paint on most of the movie. Charlize Theron. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. Well, that's hair and makeup for you. Uh, I also think lead actress like you is a lock, except I just had, like, aren't we sick of Renee Zellweger giving speeches? Okay, so that's your least of the acting locks. Of the locks, yeah. Okay. I have that below original score, which I have all these, if unexpected names, are called Jaws Drop. Scott mentioned that, the fact maybe they didn't look watch Judy, so. Which was my thinking, too, and they kind of, Aubrey Plaza made fun of that. In the indie spirits tonight, mm-hmm. as part of her thing, saying it's a movie no one saw. Talk to the guy twice. Like, Maybe there's think credit I'm to on that. first name basis for them. <laughs> Maybe Scotty F. <laughs> Mr. Fine. Uh, original score six. Supporting actresses five. And then, like you, I have pretty much the same four. Lead actor, international feature, supporting actor, cinematography is what I call death taxes, and these categories being one. Nice. So, so no, Roger Deakins is a minus ten thousand favorite. The same odds that Parasite had as right now. To win international feature. You have to bet your whole family's yeah. worth of houses yeah. to win car. Car? Not even car. I mean, to win... Baseball car. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, win, to win steak dinner. Like it's awful. It's terrible. But those are the locks. Those are the power rankings. Those are the official predictions with their changes. And that's it as far as the road and the sprint goes to Oscars Sunday. This is our last checkpoint, and we will see you all on the other side of the Academy Awards, which you may be watching later tonight. If you're listening to this episode later on in the week, maybe you DVR the Oscars. Uh, You can have that to look forward to. Either way, after the Oscars are done, be sure to refresh your podcast feed because Mike, Mike, and Oscar will be one of the first names to have a recap show out into your feed yes. early, early Monday morning. We don't sleep much this night, and we're prepared for it all year because we, right after the award, the award show goes final, we hit record on the microphones after some planning, and we get right to it, recapping everything that happened, our takes, and what it all means before we finally exhale and then have guests on to recap all it. next week to recap <laughs> it and do post-game shows. Yes, very good. So at some point, the 2020 film year will begin, but it won't be for the next 48 hours or so. Be sure to be checking out Mike, Mike, and Oscar. As always, guys, we want to hear from you. Did you watch the Indie Spirits? If so, do you think it means anything for Oscar Sunday? We will be live tweeting during the Oscars, too, and on all of our socials. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter. If you wouldn't mind, if you're listening to this now on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star Apple Podcast review, we would truly appreciate that. Mike, do you have any words of wisdom to end this last ORC? 
support indie film because we yes. watched a lot of our uh, favorite movies of the year being honored at this award show at the Gotham's. We a lot of a lot of other independent films that uh, we've celebrated were not in the mix here or at these uh, few award shows, but a lot of great movies. Click on that, our episode with William Bibbiani. Click on any of our guests, really. They've all been getting up on this righteous soapbox yeah. and, and preaching. Chris Gore uh, runs film threat based on indie film, yeah. we So we, we love this award show in particular, and it only scratches the surface of the ind- independent, independent or independent film worlds. And uh, I'm going on with a run-on sentence here, just like <laughs> Renee Zellweger. I'm going to just transition into to a southern accent. Do I have to hand you a trophy now? Is that how this works? Be a little more charming <laughs> as I um. Where did she get spurs and cowboy boots? Um, no, we love Renee yes, Zellweger too, so and she's probably going to probably win. going to win. 2020 could be a huge year for indie films. I, I said this on Twitter the other day. For as much as 2019 was good and, and satiated our blockbuster lust, mm-hmm. Avengers: Endgame, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, The Irishman, blah blah blah. I'm looking forward to The Lodge, looking forward to, to Promising Young Woman. There's a lot of other indie films already that have caught my eye. That We're going to do something to preview Sundance, whether we yeah. have a guest or whether we do a kind of an, an Oscar race checkpoint over the next couple of weeks. So it'll be a better late than never kind mm-hmm. of a segment. But uh, I've been listening to like 85 podcasts on Sundance. And there's, like, so many movies that I added to my list. I can't wait to see them all. That's what to look forward to in the future. Guys, we will see you Oscar Sunday, and we, you will hear us immediately after the award show. Enjoy it. Get all the caloric intake you can handle. <laughs> Wear your puffy dresses and your big oversized suits. And be at your desk, at your phones, at wherever you listen to podcasts, early, early Monday morning, maybe even for your work commute. This is Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. When reality sucks, you can do the Oscars with us. We will see you soon. See you.